Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, everyone, to AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. This is referee Aubrey Edwards here with my close personal friend, Tony Schiavone. How are you doing, Tony? What's up, Aubrey? How are you, sweetie? I'm doing great. Better now that you're here. Can I say sweetie? Do you get offended by that? Only only you're allowed to say that. Yeah, it's a, it's a Southern thing. It really <laughs> is. I mean, I, I, I say sweetie. I say hello, dear, and honey. things like that. And honey, I just... Uh, I mean nothing by it except I love you. I do. You're I love a you too. Yeah. You know who buddies. I also love? I love our guest today, Miss Vicky Guerrero, the Queen of Mean, host of the Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. So happy to have you here, Vicky. Excuse me. Hello, love. I should have known better. We I should have known to known. turn my volume yeah. down. I had to throw it in just one time. Stacy, can oh. we mute her? <laughs> How are you? Hi, Tony. Hey, Vic. It's good to see you, sweetie. See there? <laughs> there it is. There it is. I, there I it like, is. I like it. Thank you for having me on. I'm so, yes. I'm so happy when I got an invite. You were as happy to get an invite as we were to see you a part of AEW. I can tell you that. It, it's oh, really oh my great God, to have yes. you here. It's really great to have you with us. I am having a great time there. So it's it's been just walking on the clouds ever since I've been signed on. I remember back in, I think it was February. It was shortly after the cruise. I was talking to Nyla in the locker room, and she had mentioned that she had pitched you being uh, her manager. And I'm like, uh, yeah, let's get Vicky here. This That would be amazing. Because, I mean, breaking kayfabe, like, you're this, like, really mean, loud, annoying person on TV, but behind the scenes, you are one of the nicest human beings I've ever met and just an absolute sweetheart. So from a locker room perspective, I'm like, yes, let's get Vicky. From a talent on screen perspective, I'm like, yes, let's get Vicky. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Aubrey, because we were on the Jericho cruise. I did the podcast with all the women of AEW. Yes. And I was sitting across from Nyla, you know, interviewing all of you guys. And I was like, oh, my God, I would. I just got like a, a you know, like a ding. I want to be her manager. So, you know, we started teasing it and. I, I I love Nyla. I love what she stands for. We're having a great time. You, you've become such an integral part of her and her character. But, you know, she's already been able to talk. So it sometimes you put a manager with someone who does not uh, cut that uh, well of a promo. But she does a great job with it. So you and her together, two great promos. It really makes for some interesting things. Yeah, you know, it's been such a light to have her be able to, to do a promo. You know, when you work with someone that can't talk or is mortified of being on the mic it really makes things kind of lopsided because you fans want to hear from the client as well and she does a great job and 
you know, you guys know she's hilarious backstage and the ideas that we come up with and like, gosh, would that be approved or not? Usually they're not, but we try. (laughs) (laughs) Especially you two. It's like, nah, most of those are like, I don't know, Tony's going to go for that. (laughs) Right now on BTE in our nun segment, we haven't got the X yet, but it's getting good. There's some juicy stuff coming up. So cross. Oh my God. Fingers are crossed. I'm just crossing everything. (laughs) I want to say something about that nun segment. When you guys were walking down the hallway or down the breezeway in the nun outfit, yes, you could tell that Nyla was cracking up. You oh, could, you 100%. could just tell her face. She was at, she was as best as she could holding it in and not laughing. Now, that that had to be a lot of fun. And that's what we do. We laugh and then we're like, all right, get serious. Come on, let's do this. Let's get this and then you laugh again. And yeah. then you're like, no, 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 for serious this time. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we're going to carry this nun thing, you know, through all the traditional church things that people do but we're gonna have our own twist to it and it's gonna get really sick so it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm so so excited so you uh you ended up getting your own theme music at aew which was a great way to introduce you i think at fighter fest uh this past year what was that like did mikey approach you like how's the whole process of getting your own theme music as a manager work for someone at aew you know what let me just say that as long as i've been in this business as a superstar no one has ever entertained the idea of me having my own Tron or music. And for AEW to be so welcoming and for Tony to say, hey, we're going to do some theme music. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, because you don't think about it. You don't believe it until it's actually done because this is the business we're in. But when I heard some music come on when I was getting ready to go out, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they were serious. And I was so nervous about going out there and doing good for Nyla that all the fans were like, hey, we love your music. And I was just like. I, I haven't even heard it yet, but then when I got to the locker room, I was twerking. I was like, oh, yeah, we got this. But, you know, just being an AEW, they just um, they've done things for me that no one's ever done before. And I just feel like I'm like this little girl in a candy store. So I'm just really blessed and grateful. Now, you made a couple of appearances uh, in AEW before your official signing. Uh, you were a I guess when we were in Texas and Garland, Texas, you were a guest commentator. Am I right? Yes. At Dark. And that's the first time you and I had seen each other in, in quite a while, which was years. was tremendous. Years. And, of course, you cheerleader for the inner circle. Uh, oh you were in the audience for Double or Nothing. Uh, talk about those appearances. You know, when I, I think just uh, being a part of those appearances was giving me some hope and excitement to be part of the wrestling industry again because – I was very disheartened when I left uh, WWE in 2014. So to be able to see this other product that was doing great things and the roster was so amazing and just, you know, meeting Tony Khan and uh, having these few appearances, I just prayed every day because I was like, this is what, this is where I want to be. This is where the environment and the positivity and they're laughing backstage and freaking Tony Khan (laughs) answers my call. I mean, who, Who's heard of ever of that ever happening? You know, with someone set with such a busy schedule and handling everything, he's calling, and saying, "Hey, Vicky, what's up?" I'm like, "Oh my God, it's you call back." <laughs> you know, so that? it's been a ride. And when Tony Khan finally said, "You know, we're going to sign you to be Nyla's manager," I've just been so um, I take each day, you know, and I just give a hundred percent because I'm loving it. I'm I'm writing through the clouds and I'm just I have a big smile on my face every day so you're a part of a very elite part of the term group of managers at AEW we've got Tully Blanchard we've got Arn Anderson we've got Jake the Snake Taz 
What does that mean to you to be a part of this roster of talent? Well, first of all, I think I'm the prettiest one. <laughs> I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, but no, no contest. Uh, on a serious side, I am so honored to be part of this legacy that of all these men that have been here for years and to go up to them and get advice and, you know, different ideas. I'm a part of this group that I have to kind of pinch myself because, um, you know, not only are they just, they're the best at what they do and they're so great. And I love watching, you know, all of them perform, but to be able to be backstage and get to know them a little better as friends, because, you know, I never got to, you know, know some of these guys on a personal basis. It's just been such a, an honor, you know, and, and there's no stress, you know, and even I get stumped at doing a promo or some ideas, you know, and Jake and Tully, and I don't talk to Taz that much because I think he's really, really mean, but, um, <laughs> that's funny coming from you <laughs> I'm not that mean but no um, <laughs> just to pick their brains has been such a refreshing you know part of this job and you can't stop learning in this business and so to always keep my mind open and to always ask for ideas in different situations I'm, I'm loving my job you know where I don't feel scared to go and say hey you know I, I'm stuck on this you know so it's been a lot of fun uh, Vicky, you want to go back and talk about uh, meeting with Tony Khan. When did you first hear about All Elite Wrestling? I was a fan of, of the product when y'all were on TV, you know, uh, since uh, the middle of 2019 when y'all did the pay-per-views and then y'all were doing uh, the weekly shows. I was watching it. I mean, I was tweeting, got my popcorn and my beverage and I'm ready to watch AEW because I loved it. I loved the entertainment and, you know, just all the YouTube content. And I only, I met Tony Khan it was in Garland when I actually got to personally meet him and, you know, you see him and you think he's taller and you think that, you know, he like this big guy, but you know, I was like, hello, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, Hey, Vicky, how's it going? And, you know, he was just so personable and so easygoing. And, you know, he wasn't in a suit. He was just, you know, has his phones and he's like, you know, everyone's pulling him at a different, you know, angles, but I loved him and he smiles and he has eye contact. And that was something that I really wanted to watch for, you know, talking to him because I think it's really important when someone has a lot of confidence in themselves and they mean what they say when they can give you eye contact. And he just took the time to sit and talk to me and, you know, make me feel comfortable. And as we got to talk on the phone and, you know, interact in emails and stuff, I just, I was like, I love this place so much. Yeah. Is there any sort of, because most times when people meet Tony and they've been in the business for a bit, he starts like, reciting your Wikipedia page to you from memory? Is there anything that like he said that really stood out to you of like, oh God, I, f I remember that or I forgot that? <laughs> no, he didn't. But I mean, he was just like, man, I just think you're so great. I, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm like, does that mean like I'm here for good? Or does that mean I'm just here for Garland? Like, what does that mean, Tony? Like, can we elaborate a little bit? But I didn't, but I was just like, what does that mean? <laughs> so he was, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's an old cliche, but he really has broken the mold of wrestling promoters, hasn't he? I mean, he's unlike anyone. He is. I mean, you know, he, Tony's not so much, you know, he sits in his office and he's not personable or you can't see him for the whole day. Tony's walking back and forth from the stage, backstage, and he's part of these pre-tapes and he's part of what's going on, you know, with the different segments. And that just shows that he cares. He's not sending 10 or 20 guys out there to give their opinion, they come back and let him know. He's there saying, I like it, I don't, let's do it again, whatever it is. And it's just, he's productive and he really cares about the product. So to see him, you know, invest his time because he really doesn't have to, 
you know, I mean, he, he has many other things to do, but to see that he's part of the, the segments and the verbiage and, you know, like he'll tell me like, you know, what are you going to say tonight? You know, just run it by me real quick. And I tell him and he's like, okay. You know, I'm like, I mean, I'm like, okay, I, I, you like it? Yeah, it's great. You know, so I, I kind of second guess myself because where I came from, scripts, and if you forgot a word or a sentence, you were reprimanded for like an hour backstage. Here, you know, Tony's like, you know, be Vicky Guerrero and do your script and do how you want. What do you feel out there? And I was like, well, how long do I got? And he tells me, and he's like, can you do it? And I'm like, yes, sir. And he comes back and goes, that's great. Thanks. And I was just like, wow, like such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> in so many ways <laughs> yeah letting you do your own thing letting you be creative yeah and letting what what you bring to the table be a part of what we see on tv uh before we go to our first break vicky we mentioned your excuse me the vicky guerrero show talk about your podcast for us a little bit you know i i love my podcast because i love to talk but the mm. most important thing is i had no idea <laughs> is i love to research people i love to not only know what they're you know, their history is as far as a wrestler or an actor or a musician. Everyone has a personal story of trials and triumphs. I think that's really important these days for people to see how these celebrities have overcome certain things. And I think that's important that I try and highlight that because we're all humans and we're all struggling with different battles and to see how they've come out of it. And there's a happy ending or this is how they solve, you know, their things in their life. I think that's important to highlight too, because we're just trying to make it these days, you know, in this crazy world. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, uh, getting to know the person as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I'm doing it all by myself, which I don't know why I do that to myself because of, <laughs> it's so much work, but mm. you know, I, I contact the superstars, you know, I, I contact, you know, who I can to try and get on my show. I do the editing. I, I load the p episodes and I'm learning a lot. I had a producer before, but you know, he um, had to quit, but I said, I'm going to do it. Come hell or high water. Let's wow. do it. You know? That's <laughs> so, insane. So Look you, at you. You've learned how to edit audio. That's tremendous. Uh, don't quote me that it's that great, but um, <laughs> usually I find out after it's final, I'm like, Oh, well, here it goes. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> see how it is. But I'm having fun and there's no stress and it's just, a project I love doing. It expands my brand. And so I hopefully I can get bigger and better. So that's always something I've worked for. We're talking with Vicki Guerrero here on AEW Unrestricted. Talked a little bit about her journey to AEW. So we'll talk a little bit more about moments and matches. AEW Unrestricted. We are talking with Vicki Guerrero here on this edition. Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards. And we uh, mentioned that... Uh, Vicky, uh, before you became a, a great wrestling manager, you've been known to compete in the ring a time or two as well. You, There's some awards that you've won. You and uh, Edge were couple of the year in the Slammy Awards in 08. <laughs> you were the best non-wrestler and wrestling observer in 09. You were Miss WrestleMania in 09. Those are some great years for you, but you've also uh, you've also competed in the ring as well. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't talk too highly about that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's part of your past, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's you know they asked me to do things you know that I knew it was going to be bad when my nephew uh, Chubita would come out and tell me, "Hey, can we talk?" And I'm like, "What is it tonight?" <laughs> you know, and it was scary because I didn't want to insult the business. You know, I mean, I wasn't a wrestler. You know, I meant to do things. I asked for a lot of help because I wanted to do my best and thankfully everything went well. I didn't get any broken bones or concussions or didn't fall out of anything. So, I mean, it was good, but yeah, it's, it, it was pretty difficult to say yes to those things because 
that's not what I did, you know? So yeah, don't judge me. <laughs> we judge no one. Right, Good. Aubrey? We don't judge anyone at Good. all, ever. Yes. Yeah. You're, uh, but you've done a frog splash. You did one at WrestleMania. Cougar splash. A co- yes. Of course, a cougar <laughs> splash, which is a, a throwback of the frog splash that your late husband, Eddie Guerrero, did. Did you? How did you prepare for something like that, that cougar splash? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my knees are so messed up because of that, because I could never jump off the third rope to land flat. I always like like what Snoop Dogg did, you know, for um, his frog splash. He did the knees and then he hit. That's exactly right. what I did because that's just my natural instinct just to get on my feet first and then fall. So um, I I practiced for like three months and I had a good friend of mine, uh, Hector Ningon in El Paso, that was Eddie's best friend. He had a ring. And so I was practicing and the things that guys do in the ring, I totally give them a bow down because it's scary up there. It's not fun. But and Michelle McCool had to hold my hand up there because I was just frightened in front of WrestleMania. I mean, that was the biggest crowd I've ever been in front of. And, you know, to screw that up, I was like, yeah, I can't do that. So, but I mean, it, I wish I'd go back and do it again in so many ways because I think, God, I could only have done this, but it was fun. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> There's something to be said about like trying your best and not quite hitting it the way a wrestler does because it's one of those, like, these are professional wrestlers. Like this is what they do for a living. So, part of like us telling a story as support roles is not quite being able to like do what they do. Cause it sort of puts them over in a way. Yeah. You know, I mean, what these guys do in the ring, you know, I'm just amazed. And I sit with my mouth open, just like, how is that even possible? And the confidence they have, um, you know, but I, I mean, to be up there that high, you know, I'm just glad it's over with it. But when I look back at it, I just, you know, I cringe because I'm thinking that looks so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> highlights of vicky guerrero shitty frog splash yeah, yeah it was <laughs> so you've you've managed multiple wrestlers in the past edge big show chavo layla uh caitlin and now nyla so you've managed both men and women is there any sort of difference in how you approach your role regardless of who it is you're managing um i think the most important thing that i keep in mind is that my role is just an embellishment of the superstar that's in the ring and I really, I don't want to overshadow them at all. You know, I like to do my little, you know, cheating spots or be on the mic. But the one thing that I've always learned is that um, the less I do, the more powerful it is. Um, just because uh, if I do something all the time, you know, or I'm always trying to overshadow or try to take attention away from the match. Actually, Eddie taught me that, you know, I mean, because we would, I loved like Nancy and Miss Elizabeth and I used to love the women managers and Eddie always said, you know, they're just there at certain times of the match to make an impact. And I don't know how that's even, uh, it's crazy to me how I always remembered that because, you know, from Eddie being alive, you know, who would ever thought I was going to be a manager, you know? So I've always been very respectful to anyone I put, I've uh, been placed in the ring with to just make them shine and do my little part and just be there at the right moment, the right time, and do the right thing. And um, it seems like it, it's gone really well, you know. And to, uh, but you know, with the guys, it's very different because I can have the cougar character and I can flirt with them. And you know, but with the girls, I feel a sense of empowerment even more so because we're women and we're representing 
you know, that match, you know, for that moment. So it's a very empowering feeling with women and then with men too, because I get to do a double, you know, character with the cougar and being a manager for them. So it's, it's been really fun, but I, I probably enjoy the men more because I can flirt and, you know, they're cute and young and, <laughs> you know, I am 52. So all that works out for me. <laughs> Rar, Tony. We're talking with, <laughs> with uh, Vicki Guerrero who brightens up a room or a, an arena every time she walks out, even if she's screaming <laughs> to the top of her lungs, by the way. I don't even know. Have you ever, is that the loudest you can scream? Don't, don't practice right here. Don't please don't practice. Darn guys. No, I, <laughs> I actually, you know, with AEW not having a crowd, I really, you know, gone really loud because I want, I really wanted to see how loud the arena feels, you know, and that's always something fun for me without a mic is to see how loud I can be without a mic. I, I love being loud. I mean, I try and get the attention of people outside the arena that sits in the hallways or whatever. But yeah, I love the attention of being able to yell as loud as I can. And no one says, oh, you need to calm down a little bit. You know, that's the best part. <laughs> so you made your debut in wrestling back in 2005, I think it was. And what made you want to get involved? Just because I know Eddie was like wrestling at the time. What kind of brought you in? Uh, Eddie told me to. <laughs> Wow. There you go. <laughs> well, that answers that question. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, during that storyline, it was Ray Mysterio and uh, Eddie for the child custody case of Dominic. And so it was going really well between uh, Ray and Eddie. And then when uh, Vince McMahon wanted the family to get involved to make it seem more personal, you know, I thought it wasn't going to come, you know, to fruition, but it did. You know, we started bringing the girls in and me in and you know, to be able to perform backstage and do different segments with Eddie. Eddie was a perfectionist. Mm. I mean, he would just beat himself up over the littlest things. So the pressure was on me to not screw up because I had to go home with him. So that was something that was even twice as hard for me to try and do my best without getting that, you know, well, you probably seen it, Tony, that Guerrero look like, you know, he was just mm. getting pissed off. But yep. I mean, he really helped me a lot because this is not what I I did for a living. You know, I mean, I was just a mom taking care of our girls. So he really coached me a lot of how to look in the camera and how to work, you know, on how to stand and, you know, what to say and how to say it. So uh, he he was so great. And uh, I wish, I wish it would have been more of him being alive longer where I could have worked with him more, but it's just weird how life works out. You know, I just had that great moment with him before he passed. Right. And, you know, I, I know what you're talking about because Eddie would have, uh, when I work with him in WCW, some of the most sensational matches ever. Yeah. And I would go backstage at the end of the night. And if he was still back there, I would make it a point, let him know how great it was. And he would go, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's like, would you stop it? You're the best <laughs> performer here. And he was like, well, there was, I, there was one thing. I, so he was a perfectionist. I know. Oh. And, and I know, you know, I mean, yeah. beyond perfection. So did you ever, did you, um, when he passed away, did you think about leaving the business, not not going back to it? Did that ever cross your mind? I did. I mean, you know, after we inducted Eddie into the Hall of Fame, me and my girls and Chavo and there was Chris and Ray, you know, I just thought this is it. You know, this is the extent of where I'm supposed to be in the wrestling family, so to speak. And right. I left I left for like some months just to first take care of my girls because we were going through so much at home. And right. um, but, you know, to uh to be able just to kind of step away, you know, I don't think I was really paying attention to the wrestling business that much just because, you know, it's just personal. You just haven't going through stuff, 
But um, when Johnny had called me, Johnny Easy called me, probably it was um, August and said, hey, we'd like to bring you in just for like a few months just to uh, help with, you know, some of the storylines and keep Eddie's name and kind of, you know, keep his memory alive. And I told him, I said, just two months because, you know, I have the girls. I mean, we're living in Phoenix and I was trying to sell my house to go to El Paso. And um, he's like, sure, j- sure, just two months. That's, that's fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And and so, um, you know, two months and, you know, I really, I was memorizing promos and I was doing really well. And they were like, Hey, you know, we like to extend you another, you know, another year and see how it goes. And a year ended up being 10 years. And so it Mm. just, I was, I sit back still amazed that, you know, I was able to go that long as a superstar. So Shawl has actually had some time in the ring. I think she started wrestling like 2010, uh, what was your first reaction as a mother having your daughter say she wants to get a, become a part of the wrestling business? I told her I'm glad that your dad wasn't alive because he'd probably like ban every every wrestling ring from her. I, I don't know how she would have done it, you know, with Eddie alive, because I think that's really um, scary to think because Eddie was so hard on his training and everything. But she she had the bug for it. I mean, she was really ready to get in there and, and see what she could do. And uh, she has a lot of mannerisms of Eddie, you know, the way she walks like him and she has his smirk. And so, you know, I told her, I said, you know, I sat her down and just told her the good and bad of the business. You know, you have to sacrifice yourself before family, before anything else. And she was single. So, you know, it really didn't, it wasn't really important to her to have, you know, settle down with anyone. But, um, you know, she did well and she, uh, but, you know, she, she went through her trials as, you know, being a wrestler and got an eating disorder from uh, the pressure they put on her from, you know, being a certain weight and how she had to look. But she came back now, you know, and she, she always loved the wrestling business. And I'm really proud of her, you know, for what she's doing. And now she's really taking it seriously. And uh, she's great on the mic and she loves to interview. So she's got the all-around talent that I think she's going to do really well in the future. We're talking with Vicky Guerrero. We're talking about Shaw. And she was uh, the guest ring announcer during our women's uh, tag team uh, tournament. And I'm sure she was excited about that. Did a phenomenal job, we thought. Yeah. 100%. I was yeah. proud of her. Yeah. She had a great time there. Had she done some ring announcing in the past? She has. Uh, she was she was part of WOW. And then okay. uh, she oh, did nice. some work with Lucha Underground. And, All right. uh, and then with Independence, you know, she's always done interviewing and uh, ring announcing. And then at WWE, she did a lot of that, too. So she's had a really good background for the basics and what to do. And she has her own voice. She sounds like a man sometimes when I hear her. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh, she she's brought that own character of herself, you know, to be different and unique from the other women announcers. So I think she's going to do really well. And she, she loved AEW, you know, being there. I mean, she got the bug, too. She's just like, this is what you've been talking about. Like, this is a lot of fun here. And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> It's been great seeing her uh, in training when she does stop by every now and then. It's like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, it, she just loves how there's training available for the women there. I mean, Dustin, you know, Rhodes doing that is just, uh, he's incredible. And all the yeah. women, you know, get to benefit so much from that. We're talking to Vicky Guerrero, family affair that wrestling is. Coming up, we've got some awesome fan questions. And of course, not surprisingly, there are quite a few. AEW Unrestricted, Tony and Aubrey here with the lovely and wonderful Vicky Guerrero. We've got quite a few fan questions, completely unsurprising. I know I posted the tweet and immediately it was just like, my mentions blew Uh up. 
So mm. there, there's some good ones here. I'm excited. Takimoto 23X on Twitter says, do you have a regimen for keeping your voice in shape? I'm a teacher and could use some pointers at hollering, excuse me, without going hoarse. You know, I don't, I mean, I, I do drink lots of hot tea before and after just because it, especially with AEW being cold at night, you know, that's my throat does get um, a little painful, but no, I mean, thank God the one talent that I have in this business, it hasn't gone away. So I'm really fortunate, but I, I try and take care of it. You know, if, if it's cold outside, I try and drink something warm just to take care of myself in general. Yeah. Well, I have a regiment and for uh, Takimoto 23 X on Twitter for twenty nine ninety five. I could give you mine. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Can I finance that? <laughs> Is there a payment plan? Uh, uh, before we go to the next, uh, <laughs> Aubrey, would you give me that sound again? Do that sound again. What sound? The that one? Oh, there you go, man. Yeah. I, I love that sound. Thank you. It's my hard drive spinning. <laughs> this is on Twitter and this is for a, hey, it's Edwin77. Uh, what have you learned from working with Nyla Rose, Vicky? Oh, my gosh. What have I learned? I suck at gaming. <laughs> it's i mean you know i i really didn't know how talented and creative she was you know just getting to know her from just a, a fan perspective she's very intelligent and creative she has a director's mind of you know like when you film our content backstage she says hey step in here say this at this point i'm like wow who the hell are you like this is pretty cool but i've learned i've learned so much from her story of how she, what she represents that she doesn't take any slack from anyone. And she's so confident in herself that she don't give a shit. And she's going to go do what she loves. And she's going to be in the middle of that ring standing tall. And that's something I learned from her just because, um, you know, as women, and you can, you can attest to this, Aubrey, that as women, this industry can be very, you know, negative and very uh, hard on us emotionally. 100%. And, yeah. So, you know, to be able to get in that ring and stand next to Nyla and go, oh, my gosh, I believe in this chick's story and what she's doing. I'm going to stand here and stand just as proud. So it, it's, it always helps in my confidence. that I have other women that are doing the same thing that I am, and we're all empowering each other. Nyla's definitely one of those people that I'm like, I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> the amount of just confidence she has is absolutely insane. Yeah, I know she's going to put me through a table one of these days because there's going to be like some, you know. Spoilers. Yeah, so <laughs> I want her to do it. Just put it that way. I believe in her. <laughs> oh, she will. I've seen her yeah. do it before. I think she yeah. put a ref through a table. I'm a little afraid. Oh, oh man. boy. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Order number 69. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Twitter asks, you talk a lot about on your podcast about wanting to put together a stable. Who do you see joining up with the Cougar in the future? Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is so much fun. I would love to have a Warlow, I think he'd be a lot of fun to put oh. in my stable. Um, I would love to. Uh, I would. I mean, love for more than one reasons, he's not. He's not a bad looking guy, right? <laughs> hey, my mind is always going. It's working all the time. Um, wow. I would love to have. I like to break up the inner circle because you know you kind of see a lot of animosity going on with them, and I'm thinking this is a good time to step in. So I would love to have like Warlow and Guevara come with me, and then just piss oh. off Jericho. That's mm. that's a good combo. Yeah, I, I would love that. And then you know, I would I was thinking about Ricky Starks or Will Hobbs. I would love to have him come in. And then, why are you laughing? <laughs> why are you laughing? I mean, because I'm thinking, and what I'm thinking is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as far as the women, I love uh, Evelise and Diamante, and I love Abaddon. And the truth is that you know, as a as a queen of mean, 
I want people that I'm scared shitless about to come on my site. So I have to have this regime regime that, you know, okay, who would really kick my ass? And okay, you come over here, we'll be friends. And so keep yourself you know, safe. Yeah, keep my enemies closer. So I but I love Abaddon. I love her character. I think that to have a little creepiness in my stable would really be a lot of fun. We're talking with Vicky Guerrero, <laughs> who's looking for creepiness in her stable. And here's our next question. <laughs> it's from Ty Jet on Twitter. Are you all right after that gummy challenge you did with Nyla Rose? Did y'all see that? Yes, it was terrible. You know, I I thought I was just a really cool woman that was going to do this challenge. This little gummy bear was horrible. I felt like I was eating battery acid. I mean, oh my God. it was, it was, they said it's equivalent of 900 jalapenos. I'm Mexican. I eat chili all day long. <laughs> I can, I can take a jalapeno and eat it. And I thought there's, this is not going to be a problem. But when I ate it, I think I had stomach problems like the, the next week. And Nyla skipped on my stream. Like she was, she was MIA for like the, the last hour. And, um, and I stayed on throwing up on screen because I was like, I can't leave all these fans. Like maybe this will give me some subscriptions, you know, like here, I'll throw up. Okay. You guys subscribe and watch this. Someone's okay? going to be into that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it, it was horrible. I underestimated how hot it was and it felt like battery acid in my esophagus was, I was so hot. I couldn't cool off. And, um, it, yeah, I don't recommend this at all. It was horrible. That was a dumb decision. <laughs> oh boy. It's one of those like, okay, you've learned your lesson. Next time Nyla's like, hey, do you want to eat this? Your immediate response is no, no, no. let's not. Let's yeah. go find Sammy Guevara and make him eat it. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Jordan on Twitter asks, as someone who's had success playing the role of a gener- general manager, do you think AEW could benefit from having an on-screen authority figure? Well, you know, I've, I've submitted a storyline to uh, you know, to the agents you know, about being a general manager. I know there's no general manager on AEW, but listen to me for my quick idea. And Tony, tell me what you think. So, you know, like that, uh, was it uh, Basic Instinct? Is it Basic Instinct with Sharon Stone where she's at the oh, desk yeah. and she has the long legs and she crosses them and you can, you know, like she wears a short skirt. Tony's I, very aware. I, I w- can picture me trying to manipulate Tony Khan with, by romancing him and being seductive with him and like giving him, you know, my woman power to say, just let me be general manager just for like a month. Just let me try it. Of course, as a heel, you never, I'm never going to be a general manager. But I think the segments would be so incredibly uncomfortable for Tony that it would get great ratings. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. All right. Tony, just taking some notes over there. I was taking notes, as you could tell. And I was, uh, when you started that, that you know, that uh, basic instinct, cross your leg scene. Is Can we one do of it the for most... you? I got jeans no. on. But I can... <laughs> it's. It's one of the most famous in all of Hollywood. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to, whatever helps me get that distinction of a character, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm game. I have a serious question, though, for you, Vicki. I know we're having fun here. And here's a serious question to follow up to that. Do you think in this day and age, I'm just asking, do you think something like that would play with people or you think it would be poo-pooed on? An AEW? You know? Oh. Um, I'm talking about with the fans. I mean, because, you know, we got, we got fans out there who, basically shit on everything we do right well, there's always going to be fans that shit on everything okay. we do okay yeah well I, I was just throwing that out there well i mean i know? i think uh you know seeing a general manager like you know from other uh other promotions um i always think that you could do it better this way or that way so i'm always a critical judgment of general managers 
But um, mm-hmm. I think as far as if with AEW, we took it into an entertainment to where, you know, here's, you know, big old Vicky Guerrero, you know, trying to harass Tony Khan and, you know, being romantic with him. I think that would be really fun entertainment, but we have very far- smart fans to where they'd probably be like, you know, whatever, like this is, I want to see the wrestling, which I totally respect, you know, in that way. But man, just even backstage content would be cool. Like, you know, be like in the hotel room and there I am, you know, and Tony Khan walks in, and, you know, I think that'd Hello. be really funny. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hola. Hola, Antonio. <laughs> just offer him a white claw. <laughs> Come see yeah. Uh, Darren re- report on Twitter. What do you like most about being in AEW, Vic? Oh my gosh, it's reuniting with my old friends. I love about AEW and, and getting to know new ones. I love the stress-free environment. Of course, I want to work more with AEW. I have. I see so many great things for the women's division that I want to help out with. I want to brand the women to different companies to get them recognized, to have the connection with AEW to the women that we have to build the women's division. Um, You know, and I just, I love the camaraderie. I know there's a lot of camaraderie in other promotions, but there's a really special one in AEW. And these women are, are new to the industry. A lot of them come from the Indies. And I think it's just a, a great time to help share the knowledge and the, in my experience, and I don't know all the answers. I don't know everything, but what I do know, I want to share and, and help them be the best character that they can be. So I think that's just the most fantastic thing because AEW is giving each superstar that uh, space to do that creativity. And in other promotions, you know, you're told just to yeah, just show up and be there and don't say anything. So I think this is really something that's I. I'm dreaming about a lot, you know, that I want to not only be a superstar, but I want to be behind the scenes and be a li- liaison for the women, you know, and there's a lot of women that have different battles and problems going on. And I want to be that person that's, you know, they can just have that person to talk to, or, you know, if there's, if there's something that they can work on to have that confidence in each other, to be able to work and, you know, work things out and be a better person for the next TV showing, you know, just, always working on them. I think that's great that we can uh, have that liberty to do that. I just love having you as an advocate in our locker room and someone with a very veteran mindset for this business because I know a lot of us are very young. Uh, A lot of us, this is our first time on television and being able to just have you as a support figure. Really, I know it gives me a lot of confidence to be able to do the things that I want to do with AEW. So thank you for that. Oh, I love you, Aubrey. I love you. Now get into the ring. I may not say those words, but I love you, Aubrey. I love you too. AEW Liquid on Twitter. What's the difference between being a manager at AEW and a manager at WWE? Being a manager at AEW, I get to be head of my own creative process and my character. At WWE, you were told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and how high to jump high. So yeah, there you go. Feel like you have a preference. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a human at AEW, and I I bleed red, and I could go take a shit when I need to, and I'd be yelled for it. How's that? <laughs> well, that pretty much says it all. <laughs> Speaking of pretty good, pretty good on Twitter. This is pretty deep now, Vicky. Okay. If you owned an American professional wrestling promotion, what is the one change you feel the need to implement to help the industry continue to grow for the better? Ooh. Wow, man. That's, that's deep. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. See, those we're just again, we didn't prep her with these questions. <laughs> and this is kind of a deep question to think about. And if you've got an answer and it hits your mind, you can before we take uh, we in our podcast today. So, you know what? I think just learning by the example of AEW, you know, I love the schedule of working once a week is able to give everyone rest and to be at home with the family. I think that's a great example for everyone to live by and to treat each other with respect. I think that's something that's really, it's so important because we're not just a number for these companies, you know, we're human beings that have families and we're going through stuff. And yeah, I, I think that, I think the, the whole, um, what do you call it? The whole, I guess, business uh, plan would be look at AEW and what they're doing. I would follow a lot, a lot of that if I had to do that. It's wonderful. Very good. <laughs> Annette Boyer on Twitter. It seemed like WWE had a lot of fun at your expense. How did you cope with that? And did it hurt you personally? Because uh, at times, some of our fans felt that it went too far. What do you think? Um, no. I mean, I know this is a, a business and it's, you know, it's a character I play. That's why I think I'm so funny backstage because I was so stressed out on the ring, you know, during that time. But it's a business and um, I love the character that I am. I mean, this is a lot of it was something that I wanted to do. They never forced me to do things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a thick skin. You have to be a, a thick skin in this business anyway. So, um, as I laughed to the bank, I was I was having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just call me Fabo on Twitter says outside of wrestling. What do you think Eddie Guerrero will be doing if he were still with us today? Acting, training? You know, he always wanted to open up his own wrestling school when he was uh, when he was right before he passed away. Um, I think he'd been a great agent. I think that would have been something he would have loved to have done is to mentor a lot of, you know, of the younger guys. And I could see him being an actor because he was so entertaining. So, yeah, I think they're pretty right on about what he'd be doing if he was alive today. Trill Mexican 305. Do you have a story or memory about Eddie that hasn't been told yet that you can share? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of the stories that I mean, there's so many variations, but Eddie cheated a lot with me and the girls playing games at home. I mean, he was whether it be cards, if we were playing cards, he always had extra cards, you know, to pull out and, you know, to win at poker or whatever. But he was a cheater. I mean, he hated to lose. So um, I, I, I'm writing a book. So I have a, I have some stories in there that we have, you know, sharing Eddie with the public. But um, yeah, Eddie didn't, he was a horrible loser. I mean, he had a bad attitude. If you thought that he would get mad in the ring, I mean, he had to like a little three-year-old whenever the girls would win, you know, against something with him. So yeah, he was a horrible loser. Just something that you really need to understand in my life going through Eddie and living with him is that he hated to lose. <laughs> so you casually just dropped that you're working on a book. Is there any sort of timeline that we can expect that? Well, in the next three weeks, we're, we're going to the publishers and we're going to try and sell our books. So I've been, oh working on, I've been working on it for the last three years. And with COVID, everything just stopped because it was in New York. But um, we're, we're starting to pick it up again and uh, starting things are starting to open in New York. So uh, hopefully we get a buyer, then uh, we'll, we'll go to print and then they'll be released probably hopefully by August or September. But I'm really proud of the book and it's my side of living with Eddie and uh you know, going through life as a housewife and then turning superstar. So it's pretty incredible. Well, that leads us to this from Dino Bob's 91 on Twitter. What's your favorite Eddie match? Oh my gosh. Eddie and I in bed. <laughs> and we're desperately out of time. We'll see you next time. Welcome on to AEW Unrestricted. <laughs> this has been great. 
Oh my God. Oh, you want entertainment? Here's your entertainment. No, I'm seriously. Guys. Here, so the, the best part is the best part is in this moment, like this is just normal, like everyday conversation for you and I, because like we're, yeah. we're very open in the locker room and whatnot. Okay. So Tony's just like, what? What's going what? on? It's like, oh, no, this is this is regular Vicky. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a follow up question. <laughs> I don't know answer. if I want to hear this. follow up. Yes, it's from it's from Tony Shivani 24 on Twitter. Did Eddie put you over? Yes. yes many times did he put you over first yes yeah good yeah <laughs> and then he powdered out <laughs> oh wow i don't think we've ever had a better end to uh oh, to an interview what? than this this is pretty damn great <laughs> oh my god oh. uh well, oh, god. tune into AEW dynamite every wednesday <laughs> eight o'clock seven central on tnt Oh my God! Thank you for this this wonderful tidbit of knowledge, Vicky. You are very welcome. I'll bill you guys. <laughs> Don't forget, you can listen to this podcast if it will continue after this one. We're not sure. <laughs> uh, free, just subscribe uh, and like uh, AEW Unrestricted. By the way, you can follow Vicky on Instagram at Vicky uh, Guerrero underscore Vicky on Twitter at Vicky Guerrero one word. Uh, you can just uh, as we said. Uh, be sure to follow the Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show, wherever you get your podcast. So thanks, Vicky. It's been a lot of Thank fun. Thank you, guys. I'm glad I got to make y'all laugh. Oh, you sure did. Wonderful. Have a great rest of your day, right. Vicky. Love you guys. Bye. Okay, I'm Tony Schiavone. I'm Aubrey Edwards. And we'll see you next time on AEW Unrestricted. There you go. Yeah. <laughs>